Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 101 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter episodes 98 through 102, where owls turn into gorilla owls, holding your breath makes you fade from existence, and the sniper shooting flea bullets is actually a cartoon octopus. That last part is just such a ridiculous sentence that makes so little sense until you watch this episode and you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that part and the first part are not exaggerations. The second one isn't either, but it's also not technically accurate. But yeah, there's an owl and it turns into a gorilla owl. And then there is just a cartoon octopus that wandered in from some other fucking show. Yeah. Who is also a sniper whose gun shoots fleas for no reason. Yeah, sometimes we... You know how octopuses have fleas. You know, sometimes we make jokes here, and sometimes the show is just making the jokes for us. It's the jokes for us? Just let's, teed us up. Thanks. Let's, let's jump Thanks. in. Thanks. <laughs> HXH. Hey everybody, we're God. back. Uh, um, we are um, officially done with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I feel like there's a giant weight that's been lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> Even though the last episodes were pretty good. Yeah, I will say that um, if you haven't voted yet, you should still go out and vote um, for the next show, but uh, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle, just so you know. Uh, you Hakusho is off to a uh, a stark lead. <laughs> I voted for one of the other ones because uh, I was gaming the system in my mind, but I have no illusions that Yu Yu Hakusho will not win. And if you don't like that, you better vote and get your friends to vote because <laughs> it's going to win. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. I talked to a friend of mine out here that listens to our show also, and he's like, hey, your podcast's going really well. And I was like, yeah, we're really excited. We got the new show coming up there's voting i don't know if you voted he's like no i don't know about that i was like well we're finishing jojo's and he's like i didn't listen to those because i don't think that i like that show that's understandable (laughs) (laughs) so anyways people people seem to understand it um in other news inside of the anime universe uh there are new episodes of my hero academia that are coming out um and i am having the most trouble not watching them (laughs) I haven't been watching them, but it has not been difficult. I just... It's been so difficult for me. And also, I can't go on Twitter right now because Mm. people post things on Twitter so often. And apparently, like, the new big bads inside of season four, I'm not going to give a single thing away, um, but people on Twitter do want to give everything away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the internet for you. Uh, Yeah, I... I'm a weird person because I've said a billion times, I really like to watch a lot of things very slowly instead of one thing at a time. And so it'll take me like years to get through. Sometimes a single season of a show will take me more than a year. And uh, so My Hero Academia is something of an exception. There are a few shows that I like so much that I will watch many episodes in a row. And My Hero Academia is one of them. And until Mm -hmm. this new season started airing, I was all caught up. 
And now it's airing and I'm aware of it and I am interested and somewhat anxious to watch them because it's great and I'm excited and it sounds like it's going to be a really good and really big season. And uh, there is something about the fact that it's not all out yet that is deterring me, which seems counterintuitive because I definitely will watch it slower than one episode a week, but Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't watched any for that dumb reason. (laughs) Yeah. Why do I Um, work? The way that I work. <laughs> Why are you the way you are? <laughs> In other uh, anime news, uh, if you haven't watched Fire Force yet, what are you doing with your life? I um, don't know the answer to that, and I have not watched Fire Force yet. <laughs> it's so good, and also, why aren't you listening to the opening sequence? of the show every single time that it comes on. It's one of those ones where it like one of those rare openings that I will not skip no matter what, even though I've seen it over and over again, mm. like fighting dreamers. I used to watch over and over again when it would start. Um, and then I kind of get bored of it, you know? So like if I was watching like 20 episodes at a time, I would, I would start skipping after about two times. Yeah. Um, the, the only three that I can say, maybe it's four. Yeah, four that I never, ever, ever skip. Number one is Tank, uh, Cowboy Bebop's opening. Um, uh, I like to call it by its track name because that's the fucking it, what it is. It's a great music video. Um, Put some respect on then, its name. Yeah, then uh, Full Metal, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood uh, yes. has one of the best openings of all time. The first one where she starts one. rapping, basically. Oh yeah. Um the next is going to be um one one of my uh uh favorites of all time, which is the very first bleach opening, which is mm. so good. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm I am yeah. picking at bleach right now too, and I'm in the first part, so um I hear yeah. that once every month or two. <laughs> I just hear it in my head right now. <laughs> bleach traditionally has really good particularly good music it, it's uh yeah ex- actually except for fun in some fact of the about bleach like... the creator when he would do his character designs he would listen to to music and try to like connect different songs or genres to different characters and that was like an inspiration mm. for him so it's very like the show or the the series has music at its heart and so it makes sense that it has good music yeah and aizen is is nine inch nails <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just going to accept it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um and the last one that I've uh just just alluded to uh is is definitely Fire Force uh because that opening is just a straight up banger. It's like I'm surprised. It's so good. <laughs> haven't mentioned One Punch Man. See, One Punch Man, I I don't I don't know if I've wa- I watch it over and over again. It's one of those things that I can skip. You know, it's like I I really like a lot of them, but some of them are just like I want to sing along with them or just mm-hmm. completely jam out to them. And Fire Force's opening is it it's it's so ridiculous that I'm just I I can I can feel myself wanting to go on YouTube right now and pause the episode just so I can watch it. <laughs> My, uh, I like uh, singing along, though. I'm I'm a sing-alonger, and I know you are too, just in general. And uh, 
it's really funny with anime openings and I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there do the same thing where you're like, I'm going to make the sounds that are basically kind of what they're saying because I don't <laughs> speak Japanese, but I really like this and I want to sing along. <laughs> that's like, that's like the theory behind all the people that are like fake trying to speak Swahili at the beginning of circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know Swahili. Stop pretending you do. Um, the uh, other intro that comes to mind, and I know this isn't one of my, like, I'll listen to it all the time, but this is an earworm, is uh, Attack on Titan Season 1, where it's real. Yeah, now it's in my head, yeah. and I'm upset about it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It just sounds like it just sounds like that that Family Guy thing where he's like he's like singing in Peter Griffin laughs. <laughs> yeah. Attack on Titans opening with Peter Griffin laughs where he's like ha 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 ha. I would like that. That would be great if that was a real thing. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, the other thing that's happening is that uh, Blake is, Blake's life has continued to uh, slowly degrade into a world of Pokemon. It's only Pokemon um, all the time. Stop not joining my max raid battles, you frauds. <laughs> I want to um, get a Gigantamax Dreadnought, and I can't. I'm not strong enough. I need you. Join me. <laughs> Anyways, um, so with that being said, uh, we I don't really have any other news unless you have anything. Mm, no, I mean, yeah, it, it is not an exaggeration to say that my life has been taken up with Pokemon lately. So I don't, I have not been watching any TV, much less keeping abreast of new shows in the anime world specifically. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. probably going to keep going for like a week or two more. Cause I, I dawdle, uh, I'm similar to the way that I do with shows. I catch everything, I train everything. It takes me a long time. So I'm going to be doing Pokemon for a while. Anyways, let's go ahead and uh, jump in on the previously on Hunter x Hunter. Previously on Hunter x Hunter, it used to be a good show about uh, cool characters, and now it's not. Um, there's a world, and there are hunters in this world, and a hunter is like a title that you can get that shows that you are badass. And then you could specialize in different things like archaeology or finding rare animals. And our heroes are hunters. They passed the exam at the beginning of this show. They have done different things that were cool and interesting since then. And now they are in the last major arc of the show that is bad. And one of them is named Gon. And he is great. He's a very nice, happy, optimistic kid. Like 12 years old or so. Except the optimism has started to die in him. <laughs> and <laughs> you can kind of tell. And it's awkward because something feels off. And then there's Killua, who has been his contrast because Killua grew up in a family of assassins. So Killua is pretty dark and pretty murdery and uh, not a very sort of joyful person. So they kind of balance each other. But usually Gon's optimism helps Killua feel better and be a better person. But recently Killua has also taken a turn for the worse because he has been told that he is basically self-serving to the point that he will flee a battle that he consciously or not believes he cannot win. And somebody uh, said that that logically means that he will eventually abandon gone to be hurt or killed 
to save himself. And so he is around gone right now to finish up the mission that they're on and uh, help him out with that. And then he plans to leave uh, gone forever so that it's kind of like a for your own good kind of thing. And he doesn't really want to do it, but he feels like it's the right thing to do. And uh, it's a secret that he's not told anybody and uh, it is causing friction in their relationship. And then there are these side characters named Knuckle and Shoot who are their allies that they fought with recently, but it was friendly fighting. And they they comprise part of a team that is scouting out these creatures called Chimera Ants. And Chimera Ants uh, in their base form are literally just like voracious dangerous ants but when they eat something they uh quickly um spawn a new generation of chimera ants that can take on the qualities of the thing that they ate and eventually they got big enough to eat people so now basically they are all anthropomorphic animal people with ant-like arms and appendages and stuff and um they are kind of a cool concept but i don't like how it's done (laughs) They're eating a lot of people and spreading out and they're, it used to be just kind of them getting larger and amassing power and taking over a nation that was cut off. And then they decided not to do that anymore. So they, they gave birth to a King who looks kind of like perfect cell from Dragon Ball Z. And the King is a really annoying dick who just kills his subordinates kind of left and right for basically any provocation and pretty much never warranted. He has these three Royal guards that uh, have gone off with him and they have decided to take over a country, which is called East Gorto and is basically a thinly veiled North Korea. And uh, so they just took over that. They, one of the Royal guards has the ability to reanimate dead people and has reanimated the leader of the country to get all of the citizens to uh, come to the capital in a little bit. And our heroes are infiltrating this uh, country to try and figure out how to get the people out alive and how to stop the ants because the ants are very strong and they like to eat people. So they form an existential threat to the continuance of the human. And so uh, episode 98. Yep. So going into this uh, episode ninety eight is called Infiltration X and X Selection. Um, this episode is uh, well, it's a lot of things. Uh, one of one of the biggest ones is that um, how how can I how can I put this? Uh, they're gonna go into some houses where some shit has gone down, and the way they talk about it is as if they are doing an investigation. Um, but the floors are just covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. These episodes, so we're watching five episodes today, and they are, um, this show is in a transitional period. Like I said, the, the, the Chimera Ants arc is really long, and it's transitioning from the first part where it was just about the ants in general to the second part where it's really specifically about the king. And, um... The this group of episodes, the the heroes are infiltrating the the enemy territory, but it's really just an extended exposition kind of setup to introduce some new characters and introduce some alliances or concepts that are going to carry out through the rest of the arc. And 
then also some fights that are good, but kind of don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And so it's like, it's not filler, but it kind of feels like it. And it's five episodes that I think are really three episodes stretched out. Yeah. So, so, uh, Killua and Gon are going to go wander through East Corto and they're going to talk about how, um, they, they're probably people that are getting, um, taken out or killed and they don't understand why nobody is paying attention to this. And then Killua is just like, well, it kind of makes sense because, um, they can go around and, uh, basically destroy people as they go. And uh, Gon was like, well, that's going to take a lot of people, isn't it? And Killua was like, well, no, not if uh, one person who's at the very top of the Chimera Ants is controlling basically an entire army of people. And that that is exactly what is happening. Um, Yeah, their goal is to find people who have the ability to use Nen, which is this universe's um, special power that allows them to do cool anime shit. Mm -hmm. And... um, the people who can do Nen are pretty small portion of the population. And so they keep talking about this number. Uh, the population is around 5 million and they're probably going to find, I don't remember what the number is exactly, but it's like somewhere around a hundred, maybe a couple hundred. So they're basically going to kill, you know, the better part of 5 million people because, the king has no use for the the humans they are a nuisance and not they they're they don't care about them but i guess it's better to have them out of the way than not from the king's perspective mm-hmm. um and he does not find the taste of regular humans appealing so they are just going to be killed and then tossed aside in favor of the uh special people who can do nen who will be killed and eaten so this is going to be a major genocide for of an entire nation of people. Yeah. Um, so then there is a um, a decision to split the party. Uh, Gone is going to stick back. Uh, Killua is going to go and scout ahead. Um, this breaks into um, the the two different fights that are going to kind of be breaking apart the two. Uh, I, I wanted it's, to. Um... Keep, I, I almost called them a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is also like a, they break apart and Gon is clearly taken aback by the fact that they're breaking apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and Killua does it under the pretense that he is stealthier than Gon, but it is kind of clearly because Killua is having sad feelings about uh, wanting to break up with Gon. And uh, <laughs> so the, uh, he wants to go off by himself and brood about how he wishes the relationship could continue. But it can't yeah. because he's made up his mind. Yeah. Anyways, um, there's also a new character uh, that we are going to be meeting inside of this. Um, his name is uh, Melloran. Um, he is a, um, a well, it, if you remember before when I was talking about um, <coughs> the ability to go and stop time by holding your breath, this is the same thing except for going invisible. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing that Dio did in our last episode where we talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And it's the same thing from Dragon Ball Z. This one's different (laughs) because in the Dragon Ball Z one, he could stop time while he holds his breath. In this one, he can fade from your consciousness while he holds his breath. So in one of the later episodes, he's going to show Gon how it works. 
and he will hold his breath. He will disappear. We will see from Gon's perspective that he's gone and Gon is kind of reaching out to where he was and wondering if he teleported or something. And then he will reappear and be like, you touched me. You just did not register it. Hmm. I don't Uh, remember that. And he will. Yeah. He actually explains, this is really jumping the gun a little bit, but he'll explain that basically if an enemy knows that he is there, uh, it can sort of attack around and hit him and he's still vulnerable. But if you don't know he's there, you can't perceive him. Mm, mm. Well, anyways, um, he is going to be following gone. Uh, and then gone is attacked by some uh, ants. One of them's a snake. Uh, he takes out the snake relatively quickly. The snake, I think, <laughs> yeah. is like wearing glasses at one point for some no reason. And then when the when the snake takes them off, he has like beady little eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the snake is taken out so fast that it's like, it's almost like, why did they have it in there at all? Yeah. And then the owl and the bat show up and they have a similar level of character design, which I, w- I will give credit to Hunter x Hunter. They usually put a lot more effort into their character design for uh, short-lived or forgettable characters than a lot of anime. Mm. So you sometimes can't tell if somebody is going to be important or not by the way that they're designed. Like you usually can with a show that doesn't want to put effort into more complicated designs for characters that aren't around for a bit. Yeah. But like the snake has kind of a cool complicated design and then he's dead in about a minute's worth of screen time. And then yeah. the owl and the bats show up, and it seems like it's going to be the same thing, but they basically get a full episode to themselves. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that's going to be happening is that the other hunters, as part of the Hunters Association, are going to be paying attention to what's going on in East Grotto. Um, They are going to be uh, realizing that they need to mount an offensive. Uh, they're also going to be keeping tabs on uh, the, the Chitu, um, who is one of the other kings that's running around. Um, He's a me- cheetah guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lion, uh, I just want to call him Lion-O, um, because yeah, he's, he's I f- got I sight on sight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name when I first started watching, and then they said it, and it's Leol. But then later on, they reveal that his name used to be something else, and somebody else changed their name, too. Stop doing that. I need to write notes. <laughs> Anyways, um, they're going to be keeping tabs on them, and they're also going to uh, give a little bit of a tease of what is going to come to pass. Um, the chairman is going to be joining the fight, and there is a trump card that they have prepared, um, but they're not going to reveal what it is, um, and we'll find about about that later. Um, meanwhile, we're going to go into episode 99, Combination X and X Evolution. Um, this is going to be an episode that's mostly about the fight between Gon and Owl and a bat. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because like I said, it feels like filler and I don't think it is, but it feels like filler from the perspective of that. If it didn't happen, it basically wouldn't change anything about the plot going forward. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fight's good and yeah. it's a pretty good episode as a consequence yeah Um, it's a relatively good battle um yeah it's pretty simple and it doesn't feel like it has as high stakes as normal because it feels like like i said you know you're not quite sure that these characters are important and you know they are fighting our main characters so it doesn't it never feels like uh 
like a major arc moment. And so the tension doesn't ratchet up as high as it might. Uh, But the fight is good. And basically the owl and the bat are both very fast, very, uh, very able. They're able to fly. And so they can get up into the air and out of Gon's reach. And the bat's wings make a lot of noise and the owl's wings don't make any noise, which is kind of, you know, really pulling from their, you know, animal inspirations. And so Gon's trying to figure out how to uh, take out both of them because they're attacking as a pair and they the bat basically knows that her wings can be heard and the owl strikes while the wings make noise and distract Gon and sort of direct his attention elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually starts pretty quickly starts predicting where they're going to be. So the owl <laughs> turns into a gorilla basically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where reason. this comes from. Yeah, I it, it's never explained why Owl turns into a gorilla and like actively says Specifically, like this is my gorilla mode. <laughs> yeah, it's gorilla mode, so he doesn't look like a gorilla except that he gets like really big hulking muscular body, but he's still covered in feathers and has like talon claws and stuff. Um so it changes shape to a shape that is more gorilla like but is really just a big muscly owl dude yeah jesus christ a big muscly owl dude the blake doris (laughs) story (laughs) hashtag fetish (laughs) gross um anyways um so the uh the way that they're gonna fight is that the the owl is going to uh like make it to where um, he is completely imperceptible inside of the dark and moves without making a sound. Um, meanwhile, Gon is getting attacked by a supersonic attack from the bat. Um, and they are fighting in such unison that it looks like it looks like Gon is going to be down for the count pretty soon. Um, but it turns out, uh, and this is mentioned by Melloron a couple of times. He's like, he's like, I. I know that they have the upper hand and that gone is not going to be able to stand up to them, but it doesn't look like gone has taken any damage from any of the attacks and he's taken a lot of direct attacks. Yeah. There's a cool part where he rips off a piece of his shirt and I think spits on it or some somehow gets it wet and then shoves it in his ears. And it's because he needs, uh, he needs ear, uh, all I can think of is earmuffs, earplugs, earplugs. And, um, it's it it feels smarter than normal because i feel like usually if a character were doing that they would just stuff their ears with something uh it's clever that he stuffs it with a ripped up piece of shirt and it's extra clever that he makes it wet because as the bat comments that makes the sound uh carry worse and so it protects his ears better than if it were just cloth and uh, Mm -hmm. i thought it was a really nice little detail yeah. Um so uh Gon is going to figure out that they are attacking in a, in uh in kind of like seek I can't remember that the word that they keep on using. Uh, oh like, yeah, it's combination. Yeah. They keep on saying like synchronized, but it comes out the word combination in English and it's like there must not be a word for combination inside of Japanese cuz they keep on saying it uh, they say yeah, it like whatever a bunch word of they times. use is literally just a Japanese pronunciation of the English word combination. Yes, <laughs> and and in like and in like the subbed version of it, there's like 
there's like a bunch of times where like the word is different, but this it's still the word combination that they're saying. <laughs> yeah. And they uh basically they are in perfect sync, and so the owl gorilla is attacking Gon with very powerful physical attacks, and the bat is uh, attacking him with these sonic attacks and they are keeping gone exactly in between them and gone yeah. realizes that this is bad because he can't reach the bat and her sonic attacks are stopping him from focusing on the owl who he needs to focus on because his the owl's attacks are very powerful and can injure him easily and yeah. gone then realizes that them being in perfect sync is also the exact weakness he can exploit to beat them Mm-hmm. So he is going to attack the bat because he knows that's where she is going to be um, because the owl is trying to attack. So Gon uh, slams her into a wall a bunch of times until she's basically dead. He basically um, and- picks up a giant fallen tree while on the run to throw at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, and then he uh, lands a punch onto... Um, onto uh the owl gorilla and send the owl gorilla literally flying in the correct direction of the ngl and he's just like good that's the right direction that he needed to go (laughs) (laughs) yeah he definitely does a team rocket (laughs) to the owl gorilla guy yeah, he's flying off at the speed of light yeah so meanwhile um i think we said this earlier <laughs> so I think we said this earlier, but we're just recording to... late at night, you guys. Oh we're yeah, way sillier than usual. <laughs> um, so so the the way that the Chimera ants are sorting through people to find the ones that have aura is that they are they are using one of the royal guard members, Neferpito. She has the reanimate the dead ability, and so she's basically controlling members of the armed forces from afar to spread out among the country and find people. And she can sense aura through them and then have them kill all the rest. And so um, they are doing that. And Killua has kind of realized that that's what's happening. And so he's going around and attacking them in order to sever the Nen connection that she has to them to stop her from controlling them and to therefore halt her plot in its tracks. Um, So she can sense that she's being cut off and correctly deduces that there is somebody out there doing this. And um, so mean, meanwhile, uh, the lion guy, Leal has returned basically at the end of the first part of the chimera ants arc, all of the ants that weren't the king and his three royal guards went off on their own. And now a lot of those characters were designed well enough that we wanted them in this arc and we have to rethink that. And so they're all coming back. And so Leol the lion dude and his uh, very humanoid female companion and insect butler have returned and they are given the task to go find Killua and to murder him so that their plan can continue. Okay. So here's a big problem episode. This one is one that actually actively bothered me. This is episode 100 tracking X and X pursuit. It's almost um, like us. So, Cause we're on episode 101. You know? Oh yeah. It's, it's just like that. It's, um, it's... so <laughs> here's my problem with this episode. Nothing happens that 
couldn't have happened in another episode. Look, that's this whole arc from now on. Just strap in. So, (sighs) Knuckle and Shoot are going to try to do something and not succeed. They're going to try to get Chitu and uh, get avoided. Because Knuckle Um, has an ability that allows him to track people, and so he knows where he's going and when he's coming. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Gon uh, finds Meloran, but they don't actually do anything. They just have Um, a long chat. Yeah, and it's just, it doesn't reveal anything, and then they talk about it again, like, two episodes later. Yeah, I guess, I think actually this this episode ends with him initially encountering Meloran, and then Mm -hmm. in episode 102 is mostly them talking about Meloran's power and what he wants to do with it. Yeah, um, and then Killua is going to uh, get in a fight with some ants and also start his fight with Ikago, um, but that's not going to matter, it's, really, It's another going to lead into the next fight. Yeah, it is it is similar to Gon's fight that he just finished. Killua's fight is another fight that is good and does not matter. Uh, it mm-hmm. could have just skipped the fight entirely and gone to the next confrontation with Ikago, and it would have made just as much sense... Uh, but it is cool because Killua is using all of his assassin abilities. So, like, at the yeah. beginning of the show, Killua comes from a family of assassins. He is already very powerful. He can turn his hand into some sort of, like, spiky demon murder hand and uh, <laughs> move very quickly in a way that kind of mesmerizes the foe. So he has special superpowers even before the main characters of the show know that there is Nen that can give you special superpowers. And so he's using all of those because he doesn't want to use his Nen powers because he knows that he's under surveillance from the insect butler and does not want the insect butler to tell (laughs) everybody else (laughs) what is going on. So it's cool because he's like breaking people's necks and stabbing them with his demon murder hand and uh, not using his electricity yo-yo. Jesus Christ, anime. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, let's go into episode 101. Can that whole sentence be the episode title? Ikago X and X Lightning. So this episode is a a pretty cool fight. Um, The the reason that it is cool is um, mostly because of what happens to uh, Killua and how he is taken out. How it ends is more hand-wavy than I'm used to inside of Hunter Hunter or Hunter X Hunter. Oh God, what have I done? It's late at night. Um, don't you bow uh, to them you stand strong <laughs> um the only thing it's it's way too hand wavy for me and it bothers me that the way they did this but whatever it's so, um, it, i the, think hunter x hunter is frequently hand wavy in a way that it goes out of its way to justify to the extent that i'm usually okay with it and this is a good mm-hmm. example where i'm like that's fucking absurd but you tried really hard to tell me how you got there so fine yeah, so it's going to be dealing with this brother and sister uh, couple, and I'm going to call them couple for a reason, even though they're brother and yeah. sister. Um, well, and so first, like- but way before he gets there, he's he has this not inconsequential fight in the forest, and then he the part that matters is that he starts getting shot by a sniper, and the sniper's bullets are fleas, and the fleas, wherever they hit, the, the wound does not stop bleeding. And so... Kilowan knows that he needs to find this guy and stop him from shooting him or he will die from blood loss. So he allows himself to get shot like one or two times to find the the correct angle from which he's being shot 
which leads him to immediately uh, sprint to this person and find him. And the guy is just like kind of a normal looking dude with a gun that's attached to his shoulder and who sings a lot randomly. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then he chases this dude into some sort of crevice in a like there's a it's kind of like a rocky area and there's a cave and they jump into that and the 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 sniper guy's like this is a trap and Killua appears on his body as they fall into the cave and is like I don't care because I'm going to kill you right now and then he does and then it turns out that the guy is just a body that's been possessed by a cartoon octopus man named Ikalgo who is just a giant red orb octopus with little octopus legs and holding a gun in one of at one of his tentacles. And uh, so Killua chops off most of his tentacles, uses the suction cups to prevent himself from falling into the underground lake where all of these shark and piranha like chimera ants are waiting. Then Ikalgo tells him a sad story that I think is supposed to be funny about how he wished he had been reincarnated as a squid because squids are majestic and octopuses are dumb and he was reincarnated as an octopus. And then I don't know if you remember this because I do not remember it. There is something about Ikalgo that causes Killua to tell him that he is a cool guy. And it's something anime where Ikalgo basically tells him something about like how he takes care of his comrades or his philosophy on fighting or something like that and Killua respects that and so tells him that he's cool and Ikalko likes Killua because he told him he was cool even though Ikalko doesn't think he's cool so yeah I, re- I remember it completely um he actually screamed uh that you must uh you must respect me and then uh Killua says you I will respect you very loudly back at him and Is that's this literal that's or are happened. you doing a bit I'm doing what, what, when would that have happened? I don't know. I did, I did not like these episodes and I paid as little attention as I could get away with. That's going to be a real running theme with Hunter X Hunter from now on. So it's a show that I go, used guys. to like and is not true anymore. Here we go, guys. This is going to get into the next part, which is uh, Killua is going to all of a sudden become a, uh, a, a board. Um, for people to throw darts at while these two, this brother and sister couple make like weird motions on top of each other. It's really creepy. They're sitting <laughs> in some sort of, it's probably a Nen pocket dimension or something. And they're just like in a, a dive bar in front of a, a dartboard. And they're like really humanoid, but definitely fish people. And it's weird at the, the sister has like skin colored boobs and it looks like she's topless, but it's not, it's just her fish skin. It's weird. I don't like these characters. I do like the power. It's really out yeah. there. And basically when there's when Killa was being attacked by the fish people a second ago, he, one of them was an emissary of this or was like an extension of the sister's power. It's not clear, but they basically put a button on Killua's shirt. And that button is a basically a Nen contract. So now he is a dartboard and wherever like they are sitting in a pocket dimension, throwing literal darts at a literal dartboard. 
but each space on the dartboard corresponds to a part of Killua's body. And mm-hmm. the they are going to play uh, one of the professional dartboard games where you start at 500 points and you try to get down to zero. And um, and Killua is being stabbed by these needle fish, which uh, manifest in his body. And basically the needle fish hit him where the dart hits the dartboard, but the needle fish don't exist until they hit him. So he can't block them. Yeah. So he's just um, having needles appear in his body. It's pretty gruesome. Yes. So it's, it's also like a really cool power. And at the end of it, Killua is ostensibly dead. And the, the way that they do this makes you really think that he has been murdered. And then it turns out he just slowed his heart rate down until he was basically dead and then reanimated himself yeah. uh, by restarting his heart he, and cuts off these two chimera ants heads when they appear. He's definitely stretching the limits of plausible deniability here. He should die. He's lost yeah. a lot of blood. He has fought a lot of people. He has been going for a while before this episode. Like he, this, the fight at the beginning of this episode that led into him meeting a Calgo was after he had been fighting people all night. Like he is, he should be at the, at his limits before this begins. And then he starts having blood loss. Uh, and now yeah. he's been stabbed through different parts of his body many times. And uh, basically the last shot stabs him in the forehead and then he's alive and he decapitates the fish people, but their heads are still alive and able to talk because sure. And <laughs> they ask him how he managed not to die. And his explanation is he realized that the last shot would hit his forehead. He realized the rules of bullseye that they were playing based on what the guy was saying with a sort of psychic link, basically that he was sharing with Killua and uh, how that Killua was able to deduce which points his body parts were worth and the specific rules that the guy was using. And therefore that and when his, that his forehead would be the target that was the end of the game and when the end of the game was, which is a real fucking stretch, then continue stretching because he created a Nen rule essentially in his body to bypass his neurological system and said that when something manifested in front of his forehead, the Nen would cause his hand to clamp down on it because he would need to move faster than his senses were literally able. So he does this with Nen and holds his hand in front of his forehead, which I'm literally doing right now like an idiot by myself in my office in an audio format. So you're welcome, everybody. Uh, So he holds his hand in front of his forehead. And when the fish appears there, right, it, it appears the second it's about to pierce him. And his hand, using the power of Nen, clamps down on it, therefore stopping its momentum and preventing it from stabbing him. Then he takes one of the tentacle suction cups from Ikalgo's severed limbs, breaks off the uh, tip of the needlefish's nose, 
puts the it in onto the suction cup so that it's stuck onto it and the uh fish will stick to his forehead as though it has been pierced inside of there and then lowers his heart rate to play dead it's really complicated and the nen workaround is kind of smart but also like jesus we have to just dis- like suspend our disbelief so much mm-hmm. so anyway yeah. He explains Meanwhile, all that to them, and then he falls over and is definitely dying, and mm-hmm. the, it is not ambiguous that he is dying, and then Ikalgo shows up and is like, I'm going to save you, and he's like, why? And Ikalgo's like, because you called me cool, so I'm going to defect from their side and join yours. Yeah, good thing we've got this cartoon character in the anime. Yeah, um, who also like, shows up in like a big group shot in the intro or outro or something and looks so out of place yeah okay so we're gonna get into our last episode of the day it's episode 102 power x and x games um this one is uh both my least favorite episode and also gets into one of my favorite things inside of the entire chimera and arc i don't know how much you like it but I really, really like the whole uh, the relationship between uh, King and a character that we're going to meet. Oh, it is one of um, my least favorite things the show has ever done. I really like it, actually. It, I, it's uh, like it. I responded to it a little bit better this time, and it ju- it will be just teased at the end of this episode. I, I was yeah. like, I think I kind of get why he's doing this. It's just a short version of a rant that you guys have heard many times if you've listened to our Hunter x Hunter episodes before. I think that this show is a really good example of uh, missed potential. It plays into a lot of the tropes of shonen anime. And if you are a shonen anime fan, you would like to see those tropes followed to their logical conclusion. And they are not almost ever. And it uh, can be kind of a, a disappointing uh, experience. And this arc is that writ large. And the whole thing with the king is kind of that in its ultimate form. Uh, so I'm withholding final judgment until I watch it again. But I remember the first time I was like, this is some fucking bullshit. And it takes too long. There are major pacing issues in the Chimera Ants arc that is, that's separate from the actual things that happen in it. Uh, and it is a part of those pacing issues. So maybe that's what I didn't like about it. But we'll see. Anyways, uh, so, let's get back to the show instead of dealing with Blake's rant. Um, so, well, you're going to hear about it a lot because the show's going to do it a lot. Uh, Gon yeah. is going to learn about Melioron's power. We already talked about it. He stops being able to be perceived when he holds his breath. But it's relevant because Melioron also wants to defect from the Chimera Ants. The reason is that one of the Chimera Ants that was killed when the king was brought back to life was someone who was special to Melioron when they were both still alive as normal people, and he has started to get his memories back from when he used to be a just a normal person before he was killed and eaten. And uh, so now he wants to take revenge on the king, and he feels that his ability to become un- imperceptible is a trump card that they can play against the king, but he needs someone who has the strength and uh, battle intent to deal a killing blow to the king before their presence is felt. And so that's Melioron's power, and he's proposing that Gon be his murder puppet. And Gon is like, actually, I know somebody who is better for this job, and can I call them? 
Yeah. So, Knuckle and Shoot are also doing things. Uh, they are um, just just trying to keep the ants at bay while the chairman prepares to battle. Um, and then we get to the part that I that I really like, which is uh, the king is going to be playing games with people. Um, he board is games. Going to, yeah, he's going to be playing different kinds of board games. And then when they lose to him, he's like, I don't need you and destroys them. Um, the last person that we're going to meet as part of this is going to play, uh, oh gosh, it's not chess. It's like, they, they call it Goongi and I don't know if it's a real game or not. Yeah. It's a very um, complex game that sounds a lot like chess. Yeah. It has, uh, one side is black pieces. One side is white. They are round pieces similar to go, but they have, uh, a blank space in the middle with a character on them which indicates which type of piece they are but you can also stack pieces on top of each other up to three high to give them different abilities and so and you you have like a zone that is your zone at the beginning and you can set your pieces up however you want to within that zone so it is like a much more freeform strategically version of chess yeah and i think it has a lot of go elements as well yeah, and the person that he's playing against is much, much better than he is. Well, we don't um, see any to, of this yet. She she literally just walks into the room at the end of this episode, but yes. Yeah, but we'll find out more about her later. Um, I don't really think there's much else to go over with these episodes. There's not. She's um, a huge part of this arc. Uh, it it mm-hmm. basically is about them playing chess against each other for like 30% or more of the rest of the arc. So we will talk a lot about it. Uh, And if I continue not to like it and you continue to like it, we can have some really interesting discussions about it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, stick with us after these credits and we will talk about what's coming up on our next episode. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcast from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Soul Eater episodes 30 through 32. First, there's going to be a runaway train with Death the Kid. Hello, it's time for more Excalibur episodes. Uh, oh, uh, uh, well, then there's there's Krona and she's going to go to a. She's gonna what go to did a, I just say, Blake? More uh, Excalibur episodes. The third episode. Get with the program. Oh, Excalibur. Exactly.